Welcome to Get Unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Over the next hour, you will be given valuable tips and tools you can use to overcome what keeps you stuck. Now, here is Jason. Welcome to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life. I am your host, Jason Hopkins. Thank you for joining us today. Get Unstuck Radio is inspired by my own journey of navigating this thing called life. More than a decade ago, I faced my own dark night of the soul, a painful chapter that robbed me of my mind, my money, and my way. After a series of catastrophic setbacks upended a lifetime of work, I was left with two choices, to end it all or to begin again. Fortunately, with a mustard seed of faith, I chose to walk forward with a new commitment to serve others. Over the last decade, I have faithfully worked to evolve the narrative of how the world sees mental health. By recognizing that everyone struggles, sometimes we all need new insight and different perspective to see life more clearly. Not only is this show the birthplace of my own efforts to overcome life's challenges, but a safe space to meet other champions who, even after setbacks, still bravely show up and serve others. Get Unstuck Radio highlights the phenomenal people who have joined me along the way. It is a place to share their stories, which hopefully will spark inspiration in your own life. Together, we celebrate our individual capacity to move forward and get the lives we truly desire. Each week, a distinguished guest will share their own unique perspective about what it takes to move beyond stuck and achieve their truest potential. Regardless of where you are, I'm hopeful you will discover the inspiration and courage to make an impact in your own life. Let's get started. Today, I am thrilled to welcome Pearl Lewis. Pearl is a life coach inspired by her resilience guided through life's challenges with compassion. Her journey, marked by heartbreak and personal trials, has shaped her into a guide who believes thriving beyond survival. Pearl's transformation story is a testament to her philosophy. Once hindered by chronic PTSD, she defied doctor's orders, predictions, overcame obstacles, and turned her pain into purpose. Graduating cum laude before 40, becoming a homeowner and a business owner, and maintaining an 80-pound weight loss, she embodies perseverance and self-belief. Her coaching, deeply empathetic and informed by personal experience, empowers others to embrace healing and self-discovery. Pearl motivates clients to unlock their potential and find fulfillment. She successfully helps clients transform challenges into growth opportunities as they embark on a path to peace, happiness, and fulfillment. Pearl, I'm grateful you're joining us today for another episode of Get Unstuck Radio. Thank you, Jason. It is so good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You know, I was excited to have this conversation as we were planning for this in advance, you know, especially going that we're moving into the holiday season, this concept around chosen family versus biological family. And I know for so many, you know, the holidays especially can trigger this, that, you know, people may be estranged for their family or don't have family or have chosen to move in a direction to find family that feels supported to them that's maybe not their biological family. And I'm really grateful that you were willing to show up and have this conversation because I think it's so necessary and important, you know, and and hopefully to help us normalize the fact that just because you don't do it the way other people may doesn't mean that there's anything flawed about the program. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, the holidays, it's a tender time for a lot of people. A lot of people, right? It's a, a it can be a very lonely time for many people. Um, it affects all kinds of groups of people, um, the LGBT community especially, um, right. but really any 
any person who may be estranged from their family um, or even just dealing with choosing the the choice to whether they should attend family obligations and traditions or not, especially with if there's toxic relationships or narcissism or heaven forbid you were abused and your family is still protecting your abuser and that individual still shows up to the family functions. It's important to choose your mental health and prioritize that and whatever's best for you. Um, versus putting yourself into situations that may be detrimental to your mental health. I love that. You know, as I mentioned in my intro, this show is the birthplace for evolving how we see mental health. And I think it's important to recognize that that the challenges that mental health often has is there's not a one-size-fits-all solution. And if it impacts you or affects you in a way that is negative, it is completely okay to make a different choice. And you know, I, I think we're so ingrained to believe that your family is your family and you're supposed to, you know, make them your ride or die regardless. And that's just simply not the case for everybody. You know, I know people have challenges in life, like you mentioned a few minutes ago, that can can be a real detriment to them and their mental health. And and if I hear what you're saying and I agree with you, I think first and foremost, we should put our mental health first. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I want to encourage people and especially your listeners, um, all people to choose to go where you, where you are truly celebrated. I, I I know an individual who chooses to still surround themselves with family who makes openly negative comments about gay people in front of her knowing that she's gay. Wow. And, and it, it blows my mind. It's like, why, why do you surround yourself with those people? It's like, well, they're my family. You know, and it's like, well, is that loving? <laughs> you know, and it's just, I, I just want to really encourage people to, to go where they're celebrated, to go, you know, to, just because people are, of course, I am a huge advocate. I celebrate family. I think family is a beautiful, um, family is beautiful. If you, ha- if you are blessed enough to have a, a family that is healthy and intact, man, that is something to be celebrated and cherished. I, I think that's amazing. Um, but it it is okay. I just want to give permission to people that if they know that it's going to be a detriment to show up, that it's okay to say, I need to choose my peace. I need to choose what's best for my peace. And this is going to make me mentally spin. And I'm not going to put myself in that environment. Right. I, I agree with that. And and I'm wondering if you could give us some insights on if somebody's listening and they recognize that, oh, going to family things doesn't make me feel good, but I always just thought that was the way that it was supposed to be. You know, what's the spark or inspiration point that somebody might consider, hey, maybe I want to evolve what family looks like for me. Maybe I want to change the definition of that that may expand or not include my traditional biological family you know, for somebody that's that's just had that inspiration point or that that thing that makes you go, hmm, that says this doesn't feel good to me. What what do you think that person listening might should should consider um, that maybe there's another path for them? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you. Of course, may, I always encourage the first attempt of open communication of expressing your needs, your wants, open communication of 
of what your expectations are and, right. and at least give the other person that, you know, give that positive intent and effort, right. To see if there's a dynamic that can be healed and blended so that each people are supporting their needs. Correct. Okay. okay. Of course. Right. You know, I don't, don't encourage just, you know, at least make an effort. Right. right. But if multiple attempts have been made and you see that that's, this is not evolving and this is not a way forward. Um, I absolutely encourage people to create their own family or create their own family traditions, you know, not necessarily be obligated to put themselves into a, a distressing situation. So really, if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like what it what it kind of begins and ends with is open, honest communication that hopefully results in healthier boundary setting. I mean, in saying, you know, to somebody that may impact or affect you, this, this doesn't feel good, or this doesn't work for me. And here's what my need or expectation is. I can imagine for a lot of people listening, that's really hard because we are so ingrained to assume that our family is, is the thing regardless. Yeah. And they are right. They people, but here's, here's what I've realized about humans is especially adult humans. Um, just because somebody may be older doesn't necessarily always mean that they're more mature. Um, I, I like to view it as we are all wounded children in adult bodies. Right. And some people choose the very difficult path of healing and growing and evolving from that wounded space. Some people choose not to heal. Right. Right. And so we have to meet people where they're at. Um, but if it, if it can be, if it's, if it's not healthy for you, if it's not healthy dynamic for you and, and you've, you've made your attempts, um, I, I always like to kind of form it as, Hey, if these people were not your blood relatives, would you put up with this behavior? You know, would you, you know, and would you choose to, would you choose to surround yourself with these people if, if it wasn't for, you know, you know, the blood relative, you know, connection, of course. Um, you know, and, and it's, it, it, if somebody is incredibly abusive, right. And you wouldn't put, wouldn't tolerate it in any other form. Why, why tolerate it? You know? And I, I just, I really encourage people just to it's self-care is not selfish. And so it's really? not always selfish. I don't want people to feel like, oh, you're being selfish to choose your, to prioritize yourself. It's like, well, no, self-care is actually essential. <laughs> I, I love that. And I want to say it again. You had a few golden nuggets there. Self-care is not selfish, but if I heard you and, and the goal is to meet people where they are, the reality is, is you have to give yourself the same luxury. Yeah. You know, and recognizing if you are in a place that no longer feels good in relationship with, you know, other people, it is completely okay to set a new, a, a new course of action. Yeah. Yeah. It's important, uh, especially if it's, if it's going to hurt your heart and, and you know that you're going to be disappointed and time after time you, you may be ruminating on disappointments and and gosh, they made me feel this certain way. And if, if this just happens often, it's okay to, you know, not put yourself in that situation. Um, the, oh, go so ahead. I always like to, to be pretty practical about this. And, you know, we've talked in kind of high constructs around, 
you know, if you're involved in a situation that doesn't feel good, you've tried to have some healthy conversation, communicate your expectations, set some boundaries, et cetera. Like, get a little more practical with me. Like, what does that conversation look like? Say, say you have, you know, a, a family member, you know, you're part of the LGBTQ community and you have a family member who is constantly berating that community, whether they're personally attacking you or not. And that, you know, offends your um, sensibilities of who you are as a human, your, your own individual rights. Like what are some healthy ways people can start to address these things? Like what might you say? Yeah. Um, I mean, if somebody is directly making those comments in front of you, it's incredibly powerful to speak up for yourself, if not for others. Right. And in that moment, it, it is, it, of course, it's incredibly bold and courageous to say, hey, you know, did, you know, question what they're saying and saying, hey, you know, that that's really hurts my feelings. I do. You do know that I am a member of that community, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it's okay to just, you know, you, you know, you don't have to attack them back, but you can question why they would make that statement or even why I'm, I'm so sorry. Wow. Why do you feel that way? Do you realize I am a member of that community? Um, have I done something to make you feel this way about right. my, me and my group of people? Um, and maybe that would even just start a conversation. Um, well, and I think, I think to add to that, I mean, the goal is not to create a war between you and the person that, that this conflict or people, this conflict is created by, I think there is a thoughtful questioning process, but I have found, you know, over the years of doing this work, there's a really powerful word that people don't use very often when something happens in conversation or in action that, you know, uh, might sound the alarm in our sensibilities. And the word is ouch. You know, when Mm -hmm. you say the word ouch to somebody in response to something they've said, it normally gets their attention. And that can also be a great inspiration point to be able to say, hey, all the things you just said, you know, like I, um, I'm a part of that community, or when you talk about that community, or you're essentially attacking me as well. You know, I, I want to believe that as humans, we all intend to do our best. And the fact of the matter is, is sometimes our best isn't good enough. And, mm-hmm. and frankly, many people I have found are afraid of things that they don't fully understand. And you know, perhaps whether you want to be or not, perhaps you're the catalyst to help them better understand. And I'm not saying in every situation this works out. I mean, I don't think you're implying that either. You know, there are people who are never going to see you for who you are, how you are. And, you know, I think that further validates the point of us having this conversation that they may not be your people. 100%. Or even just asking, wow, like, why? Why do you, why would you say that? Why do you feel that way? And, you know, um, but yes, just the word ouch sometimes makes people go, oh, right. What have realize, I done? I didn't realize I, I had said something to offend that person and, and it may, may stop in the tracks. It, it's really cool and powerful where I know that I have been, sometimes I'm aware that I have been the one gay person that somebody thinks that they know, you know, of course, I'm sure there's other people in their lives who also may be LGBT that you're not aware of, right. but it's it's really powerful when sometimes they get to know you and they're like, well, she's pretty cool. Okay. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I find it's like so many things and especially with having done mental health work as long as I have, you know, the reality is 
most people don't learn about things that don't affect them until it hits their home. And even once it hits their home, they often don't learn about it. So, you know, I think there's an element of if you're struggling with this, I mean, of discernment around, you know, understanding who the person that that you you have a grievance with, you know, what is their point of reference? What is their perspective? Is maybe this their first time, you know, in in being in a situation that is dangerous? I mean, I think there's an opportunity for grace. And I and I want to say for anybody listening, certainly don't put yourself in an unsafe situation having a conversation if you know it is not going to be well received. You know, I don't think that, you know, not every person is open to having an honest dialogue about things that you may or may not enjoy about their company. Um, but you know, the fact of the matter is, is from that that depth and understanding. You know, if you want somebody to see you, I think the responsibility is you have to do your best to see them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And be authentic with who you are and what you're going through so that they can see you. Right. And, and, and it's really, I really love that you said that, Jason, because just to kind of bring it back to our topic of the holidays, um, it was very interesting. I, I was mentioning with a good friend, uh, you know, that we were doing this today and, and she said to me, Pearl, I'm so I'm so glad that that I had opened up to her, you know, about family and and how how important it is to, in a way, create a, a different holiday system for yourself if you can, um, because she wasn't even aware, really, truly. Um, she didn't have anyone close to her that she knew of that really kind of was alone for the holidays. Right. And so just that sense of awareness for all of your viewers, whether they're, they can relate to this topic for them, their own personal experience of, wow, this speaks to my heart. This, this is what I go through, or at least just to bring awareness and, and that people can be considerate of, wow, there's a lot of people who may be going through a lot of pain during the holidays. Absolutely. I mean, I think it goes back to what we were just talking about. It's important to see people, you know, and to recognize that there are people in your orbit that have a life completely outside of what you may or may not know around them. And just having compassion and empathy for the human experience, Mm -hmm. recognizing that, you know, maybe, maybe you are part of somebody's chosen family and you don't know it yet. And there would be a reliance on you maybe opening your home to somebody that you see that is alone or struggling or challenged. Like I, I think there are a lot of ways to show up. I'm loving this conversation. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to pick up where we, where we left off. Sounds great. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel with a replay of the show Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you inspired by stories about personal empowerment, well-being, and the motivation to achieve more? Get ready for Next Steps Forward with Chris Meek. 
Each week, Chris will talk with experts and icons from different walks of life who personify energy, direction, excitement, and purpose as they take bold steps forward in pursuit of excellence and service to others. Tune in to Next Steps Forward, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Jason. Welcome back to Get Unstuck Radio. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins. And today, I have my friend, incredible Pearl Lewis here. Pearl is a coach. And we're having an important conversation um, on a topic that I don't think is discussed enough. And it's really, especially this time of year, moving into the holidays, around this notion around chosen family and recognizing that not everybody um, has a traditional biological family system that supports them during these times or, or any time. And, and the the importance in recognizing that even if you don't have that, you have the capacity to choose a chosen family. Um, so, Pearl, I'm just really grateful we're having this conversation. And before the break, we were talking about, you know, really some practical ways that people can have safe, thoughtful conversations around things that may be challenging for them with biological family members. You know, I, I, not to be too personal, but I know you you have a history of having built a chosen family for yourself, which is why I thought you were the perfect you know person to have this conversation. Like, maybe explain to us a little bit about what what evolving into having a chosen family has looked like for you. Yeah, um, you know, it, family family is something very dear to my heart. I, I love the concept of family. Um, it's. It, you know, it, it's a heartbreaking story, of course. Um, but, I, you know, when my mom died, my whole family dynamic changed. Okay. And, um, you know, and the most important thing is is to really, you know, surround yourself with with the friends in your life and create friendships that you you see as family, as 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 people who would not turn their backs on you. Um, I think, I think it's really incredible to, um, to create friendships. And, you know, I know a lot of people have actually reached out to me in in their, you know, and they say adulting is hard and it's hard to find (laughs) friends as adults. It really is. And the older you get, the harder it becomes. And I see that a lot. I see that complaint a lot is I don't know how to make friends as an adult. People, you know, people have work and they have their work group, but you know, it's, you know, it's like, how do I make friendships as an adult? How do I do that? Um, and I often say, well, what are you passionate about? Right. Are you passionate about art or, you know, history or, you know, find groups of things that align with your passions and you're going to find your people or volunteer or, you know, like, what are you, what causes do you believe in? Go When you go volunteer with people, you're going to make friends automatically. Right. Um, if you're open and authentic to who you are and welcoming and other people, um, you know, you're going to meet, you're going to meet your people. You're going to make, make those friendships. I agree. And I so love that. And really recognizing that, you know, I don't know about you as a coach myself. I find that the people who tell me they can't find, find friends 
and, and I don't mean to generalize, are often usually the same people who are not doing a lot to put themselves out there either. And really the concept you're talking about, you know, finding friends, I, I think it's as important as trying to find a significant other or a dating relationship, because the fact Mm -hmm. of the matter is, is you're building your community, you know, people that see you and that have similar interests and values. And, you know, so there is, there is a vetting process in that. And to your point, probably one of the, the most valuable things is, is meeting people from a place of common shared experience i.e. volunteerism or a hobby or a passion or something that you enjoy. But I don't know about your experience of working with people, but I see people are overwhelmingly afraid to put themselves out there. And it seems that that grows more and more the case every year. Have you experienced that? Oh, yeah. Well, and 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 my thoughts when, when you were sharing that is, even for me, who I am a introverted extrovert, (laughs) but, but it's, I have learned in order to have friends, I need to be a friend, right? In order to have healthy relationships, I must nurture that relationship. Right. And, um, you know, in order to really have a partner, you need to be willing to be a partner, right? And, and, you know, and that's same with family, right? So whether, whether it's a family relationship or a a friendship who becomes your family or a romance, um, if we are first off, as we said earlier, being authentic, being, having open communication, but really showing up for that person and, and, you know, pouring into that relationship, hopefully, of course, it's reciprocal. Right. Obviously, after time and time, if you notice it's not reciprocal in any way, you might want to reevaluate that. But ultimately, with positive intent. Absolutely. And, you know, I believe that we all we all set forward to do our best, as I had mentioned earlier. And sometimes our best is not good enough. But the thing that I love about this topic of chosen family is that that one powerful word in it that that is is built from the word choice. You know, and and I think the thing that's so important to highlight here is if you've made the choice to build a chosen family, you have the choice in what that looks like also. And like for most of us, I don't think it would be trying to recreate what we had growing up or our home structure or home family life. You know, it may be completely different that could be surrounded around hobbies or activities that you enjoy with somebody else and recognizing that it may be a small group instead of a a large family gathering and whatever it is, it's all okay. Mm -hmm. And it's even okay to be alone. I want to always, um, I always encourage my coaching clients to, of course, you know, you know, pour into the relationships around them, but most importantly, to make sure that they're pouring into themselves and the relationship they have with themselves. Right. And if you can get to a place where you really enjoy your own company and that there is beauty and peace in choosing to say, you know what, I'm, I'm okay. I, I, I'm going to do my own thing tonight. And, and I, I rather have that, that time of solitude of meditation or painting or singing or whatever it is that fills your cup of joy, um, that there's, there's beauty in that and to not view it with your perspective of, oh, I'm all, I'm all alone because you're not, I I always encourage people to realize that the relationship you have with yourself really sets the tone for 
all the relationships you have with everybody else. Well, frankly, um, the most important relationship that you're going to be in from beginning to end. And it's exactly, it's fascinating how as humans, we shy away from really cultivating this healthy relationship. And, and I want to, I want to underscore that, you know, being alone does not imply that you have to be lonely either. Right. Exactly. There is something very healthy as you're suggesting about taking unstructured time for yourself and doing whatever feels responsive to you. But, you know, it's interesting. I see so many people that just don't understand how to be alone. They're uncomfortable. Yeah. They're very uncomfortable. They feel very lonely. Well, and I can even say, you know, I have mastered that art at this point. I mean, I love my alone time. In fact, my partner says, I think you like being alone better than with me, which is not true, but there is an element of, I enjoy my alone time. And as somebody who's overly committed and busy all the time, there are those moments where I just need to be completely unplugged and not have any responsibility or obligation for anybody other than myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, and I think being able to lean into that luxury is a luxury, but I also think there is this notion and I would love your thoughts on it. You know, we are so conditioned now to see people living their lives by a highlight reel. You know, you scroll social media, you're seeing the best and the greatest of everybody's life. And, you know, again, I want to remind everybody, even though it's practical and most of us know it, it's not real. You know, the, the the greatest and the best we see is the 2% of 100% in life. And, you know, I, I always say that, you know, relationships are not built on vacation. They're built in the day-to-day. You know, that's where you find out, can you sustainably be with somebody long-term or are they going to drive you nuts? It's not on vacation where you're both detached from your normal lives doing that. And, and it's interesting to me that we seem to have been indoctrinated to move so far away from this notion of what we're seeing is not real. It is a highlight reel of people's lives that often looks like the best curated version of their experiences. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, my apologies. I was trying to get back to the first part of what you were sharing. Sorry. Um, I was long winded there. (laughs) No, it's okay. Um, So just to take us back you were mentioning that, you know, being alone and a lot of people are uncomfortable being alone. And we, it's so easy to escape through scrolling on social media of even if you're alone, you're not really sitting alone with yourself. You're being distracted. And, um, you know, some people escape through, um, addictions. Some people escape through gaming or entertainment or Netflix, binge watching, you know, media. Some people escape through social media. There is a lot of power in getting to a healed place where you can sit alone with yourself unplugged as you were speaking about. Um, But it's, it takes a minute to get there. It really, really does. Because sometimes you, you know, when it gets quiet and you're just with yourself with no distractions, sometimes uncomfortable old pain or wounds bubble up, but that's important to sit with and, and be okay with. Well, I think it, it pulls the thread through of this notion around progress and not perfection. And I think so many of us go into a new practice, uh, you know, and maybe even being alone as a practice, um, 
we have this high need to do it perfectly. And if it doesn't work in the first five minutes, it's not going to work for us. And, and frankly, that's complete bullshit. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not how healthy practices are built. I mean, they're built upon, I did that. It was hard. I did it again. It was still hard. You know, you keep showing up for yourself with commitment and consistency. And the reality is, is those things that we, we press against and don't want for ourselves, they do get easier the more you practice them with thoughtful intention, don't you think? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But it's, it's all a journey. And, and again, we're all on our, we're all on journey. We're all in our own journey and everyone is healing from different things. Everyone's had different life experiences. Everyone's in a different path. And, and I guess to even circle back to the social media aspect is I think it's really important not to compare your life with other people's lives, your journey with other people's journey. You know, you know, you, you know, you may be on chapter 17 of, of your journey and somebody is comparing themselves and, and they're at chapter four. Right. Um, and there's, and there's nothing wrong. There's no shame. There's no, there's no blame. There's, there's no good or bad. It's just, we're all on, we're all in different, you know, sections or chapters in our own lives of healing. I, I believe life is, we're all here to learn. Life is just a sure. big <clears throat> lesson to learn. There's so much to learn here and experience. Well, and I've always imagined this concept that you're talking about as a timeline or a continuum. And, you know, I also am reminded of something I have shared over and over and over that often stops people in their tracks to think about it is people can only meet you from their own place of understanding. Yes. So when you talk about if somebody's on chapter 17 and somebody else is on chapter four, the reality is, is you may be working a puzzle that they have no con construct of even what that puzzle is or how you would solve it. And if you go to them seeking guidance around how to solve this puzzle and they don't give you good guidance, it doesn't mean their information's bad. They just don't have it yet. They don't have all, they don't have all the pieces yet to solve a puzzle like that. And I think it's, it's really important. And I think this ties back to this chosen family conversation. You know, if you're making an intentional choice to find your community, you know, the, the people that light your soul up and that you can call chosen family, you know, I think it's pretty important to hopefully seek out people that are equally yoked. And we talked about that earlier around activities or hobbies or things like that. But, you know, you have the power to seek out people that are going to fill your cup, you know, that are going to pour back into you and be experiences that really push you even, even further to, to go ahead on the chapters in your lives. And that probably starts with recognizing if there is something about those people that doesn't fit, it doesn't mean they're bad people. They're just not in the same place as you. People can only meet you from their place of understanding. Oh, it's so true. You know, it, a very common, a common saying, um, hopefully your listeners have heard of this, but we do, we do absolutely, who you surround yourself with matters. Um, you know, the, the cl people closest to you, um, you most likely are going to pick up on their healthy habits and unhealthy habits, their way of thinking, their phrasing. Um, and it's really important to choose the right people. And, and what a celebration, what a cool thing that, you know, the people you're born with and in, in your biological family, um, you know, you don't choose that. You don't choose who, what family you're born into, but you can choose to surround yourself with them for sure. Right. You can also choose 
to uh, surround yourself with some other people as well. Um, you know, we, there are there are so many choices in this world. Well, and that's what I'm really hearing from you again. That really underscores the power in this conversation is choice. Mm-hmm. You know, by recognizing that you have a choice in creating, you know, whatever it is that you want for yourself, and in any given moment, you can make that choice. And if you go down a path. And it, it reveals itself that that's not the right choice. You have the ability to make a different choice. Like most of the things that we go forward with in life are not final. You know, like yeah. they're, they're, you know, we, we move through situations and assume like, just because it's this way, it's always going to be this way. And, you know, I, it, it's interesting. I was listening to um, Tyler Perry, the the actor and producer mm-hmm. this morning who does Medea, if anybody's listening. Mm-hmm. And I think he's brilliant. You know, Tyler Perry started out basically homeless and became kind of an overnight sensation once he got discovered. And he was talking about how he had this fear of flying and he was doing like 360 or 370 days a year. And something happened on a flight. He decided he would start taking buses to all these tours. And so at this point, he had he had found a fair amount of success. And his agents were like, you know, you got to get over this. So he's like, well, I'm going to get my pilot's license. So he went and he found a plane called the Cirrus, which I happen to love. And a Cirrus has a parachute system that if you get in trouble, can land the plane with the parachute for you. And he said, that's what I'm going to choose for myself. And he started flying it. He did a demo and he said, okay, I'll buy it. And the next day he said, I think I should do one more flight before I sign on the dotted line. And, you know, they took him up, you know, the middle of the day, which is historically a rough time of day to fly. And he's like, the plane was shaking all over. And I'm like, you've got to get me back on the ground. And the, the, he heard the, the control tower in in the ear telling the pilot to climb to a certain level, 6,500 feet. I think it was. And he's like, once we climbed there, it was so smooth. And he said, it reminds me, and my mantra has become in life, climb and maintain. Mm. And I thought that was such a powerful visual, not only around the airplane, but really recognizing that if you're seeking to make decisions in your life from the power of choice, I mean, shouldn't our goals be to climb and maintain? Yeah, I love that. Well, and, and especially with choice. It's very interesting where people people come in a very complaining, you know, woe is me, victim mindset, and they're aggravated or complaining or frustrated with their life. And it's it's very interesting that maybe they don't realize they have choices and everything they are allowing in their life, they are choosing. Right. And it's almost it's almost a, a, a flip of extreme ownership. If you're not happy with a dynamic in your life, change it. Right. And, and I know that's tough love and it's hard truth, um, you know, but if there's something you're not happy with, do what needs to be done to change it, make it better. Don't complain. Don't be reactive to life. Take ownership of your life and create the life you do want. I love that. On that note, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. I want to pick up on a couple of things with that. And we'll see you in a couple of minutes. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. In this time of global uncertainty, 
people turn to the therapist, doctor, or coach for help. But who helps the helper? Listen to Reconceive with Deborah Cox and Tracy Maxfield. Deborah and Tracy bring you new approaches to therapist self-care so you can feel inspired to do your important work in the world. Reconceive, episodes available on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. Welcome back to Get Unstuck Radio. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins, and today I've got Pearl Lewis with me. Pearl is a coach, and we are having a compelling conversation around um, chosen families, you know, especially around the holiday season. It can be so hard for people who may have estrangement or loss of their biological families or have chosen to have a different family and really the power of choice. And before the break, we had sort of moved in a different direction around this one word choice. And I love where we're going, and I want to go there and wrap that up as part of this episode. But really the power of choice and recognizing that if you end up in a spot in your life that does not feel like you wanted to be or where you wanted to go, you have the power and the capacity. And if you don't yet feel like you're capable of making these changes, you can choose and move in a direction that feels more authentic and aligned. Um, I think I got that right. Didn't I, Pearl? Absolutely. We have extreme, we have, so what we were sharing before is, you know, if, if you're unhappy with the way your family treats you, if you're unhappy with any, honestly, any dynamic in your life, your job, your relationship, yeah, your, your health even, journey, what your health journey, your, your weight, your, you know, whatever it is, you, you don't have to complain. You can actually sit down and go, okay, how can I change this? What can I do to change it? We have so much choice. This is our this is our one life. This is our life. And so instead of spending any time complaining, you know, create create and build the life you want. It takes hard work. It takes effort. It's not easy, but it sure is worth it. I agree. And it's so funny because, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of writing this book right now and I, I, I fool myself into thinking, you know, I, I, my perfectionism comes up and, you know, oh, I want to write this perfect book. And it's around this topic of getting unstuck, moving forward with your life and really recognizing and honoring the fact that, you know, I'm merely a conduit having done my own journey and my own work, but the constructs we're talking about, while we can have beautiful conversations around them, they are actually work. You yes. know, and from my perspective, I always believe that when we we fail ourselves, we often get to in the weeds about the goal and the journey. I think it's important to have a goal or a destination in mind, but recognize the only way you get up that staircase is one stair at a time. 
And by figuring out what the next right step is and doing that with commitment, commitment, consistency builds onto the next steps that lead you to the destination. And I think as humans, we've gotten so ingrained to your point of being victimized or complaining or saying it's too hard. And and frankly, I want to say to anybody who is coming from that place, so what? And now what? Mm -hmm. You know, and recognizing that if you know you're in a place that does not feel good to you anymore, you know, really the, the, the power of change starts with being too uncomfortable to continue doing what you're doing. You have the choice to move in a different direction if you choose. Yes, absolutely. And that's where it is. It's when it gets so uncomfortable that they finally make that choice, right? Right. Or they see they, you know, or they can choose to stay exactly where they are. And that's okay too. That's their choice. Um, You know, but, you know, complacency, being stagnant, um, you know, that's not the choice I want to make for my life. No, no judgment to, to somebody who, if they're comfortable in their, in their comfort zone, that's great. I'm glad that they feel comfortable in their comfort zone. Um, but I know oftentimes people are very over what they see what's at the top of the stairs. We'll use your analogy. And they're overwhelmed by, gosh, I don't know how I'm going to get up those stairs. Or there's a um, lot of they, stuff sitting on those stairs. How am I going to navigate getting up them? And yeah, and they get paralyzed with fear right. versus just say, like as with your analogy, one step at a time, just one step. Yeah, I think it's it's so powerful. And and, and you know, I often think people, I think comfort zones are kind of a a, a a fantasy construct because the reality is is most people that get stuck in comfort zones usually are not all that comfortable. No, you know, they're complaining. Just not uncomfortable <laughs> enough to take action. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing is, and maybe just as this is another golden nugget for, for the listeners in the show is, is instead of complaining, what can you do to change the situation? Right. Instead of, you know, if there's anything that's frustrating or you don't like about life, you have the choice and you have, and I want to empower everybody, empower everybody. What can we do to change it? What can you do to make it better? And, and yeah, there's work, there's work to be done. And, but the work, the work is worth it. The work is always worth it on the other side. That that's, but that's how you get through it is through the pain to the other side. I so agree. If, if I'm listening though, and I'm like, these two don't know what they're talking about. This is too hard. <laughs> And, I, and I'm stuck in that moment or in that place, or I know I need to have a painful conversation with Uncle Joe because, you know, he he's a racist or a homophobe or whatever he may be, just makes me feel terrible about myself. You know, like, what's one next step somebody can take from your perspective if they're in that place and, and paralyzed or frozen from taking that action? How do you move forward? Well... How important is your relationship with Uncle Joe? I think that's a great thing. I mean, really. Uh, I mean, as I and was, is there a conversation needed? Right. Sometimes what I've learned is the most powerful thing is to forgive in silence and move forward with your life. And it's it's okay. It's okay to just observe. Don't have to judge them. You can just observe where they're at, and you can move forward. And and really, but really, ask yourself. If you were to die, are you are you at peace with how how everything is, right? Or if that person or that individual was to pass away, heaven forbid, will you have regrets? 
And really, really think about that, really examine that. Because if you will have regrets, then what what actions do we need to do? But ultimately, are you living a life as if our days are numbered? Because they are. We don't know when when our day, our final days will be, right? And so if we are living each day where I'm at peace with my life and I have no regrets, then you're doing pretty good. I agree with that. And I think it's also important to to realize that, you know, we we are in this society of immediacy where we think everything has to happen right now. And the fact of the matter is, is maybe you're not interested, you're not strong enough, you don't have the right words to talk to Uncle Joe. I'm going to continue using him for this story. Okay. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, and 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 the fact of the matter is, is maybe you don't see him this Christmas by choice. And maybe next Christmas, you're in a place where you don't really care about mending that relationship. You've made peace with it and offered forgiveness internally to the point that you're making, you know, like not everything I, I find, and, and I've coached a lot of people and worked with a lot of people over the years. And it's always fascinating to me, the things that we think are going to kick us in the ass and be the hardest things to overcome they normally are not. It's the stuff that we wake up in the middle of the night realizing that we didn't know about or see coming that that put us on our back, so to speak. And the fact of the matter is, you know, there is no amount of planning you can do to dictate the outcome in really anything. I mean, I ask people all the time, like, how often do things you plan in your head working out the way that you imagine them to work out? How often do they ever work out exactly the way that you've imagined them? And you know what the answer is? Never. And the reason it's never, they may work out similarly, but it's never exactly to those minute details. But the reality is, is when you get so hyper-focused on an outcome, you miss the opportunity that something better may actually exist that you've oh, not yeah. even considered or thought of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And sometimes the outcome is better than you anticipated it as well. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, I could come up with 10 examples of how I expected something to work out a certain way and it didn't, you know, perfect example. We're in the process of buying a new house and, you know, two and a half months ago, I made three separate offers that we could not get the deal done. And it really, it, that, that sort of sent me into a depression about it. Like I had put so much energy into getting that house and, you know, um, it blocked me selling our current house. And really I was in meditation week before last. And I realized that there was a block that had blocked me from selling our house. I mean, I literally did the, the meditation on Monday, on Tuesday, I had two offers on our house from different people. By Wednesday, we were under contract. And as of yesterday, we went under the contract on the place that I had made three offers on previously for six figures less money than what I had previously offered. I, I could not have imagined that in my head. And if it had worked out the way that I wanted to, I would have had to pay considerably more money for something that I didn't have to. It wasn't the plan. So I think okay. to recognize that things happen in life that while they may not be the way you want it, it may be a redirection for something that's even better. Oh yeah. Always. I always say, you know, absolutely. Redirect rejection is a redirection. Right. And it's, it's very interesting when we get impatient and we want things now to kind of circle back to your immediacy. 
are we being a control freak with the universe by saying, but it has to be this way. And it's like, well, hold on. There might be something even better that you're just not aware of, like, but yet we're trying to control it all versus being open and just enjoying the journey. Um, You know, to to go back to the staircase analogy, um, you know, whatever step you're on, like, enjoy that moment and enjoy that, that journey of that time. Right. Even the painful steps, even the, even the painful stuff and gosh, it can be painful sometimes. Yeah. So Pearl, I have loved this conversation. We're closing in on the hour here. Um, you know, and I just want to remind our listeners of that one word power in choice and in choosing what fits best for you in your life. And specifically, you know, when you're coming to making the choice of a chosen family or not, but really applying that construct to anything, Pearl, tell us, is there anything that you want to promote that you've got going on in your life that we want to talk about today? I think the importance of creating meaningful connections is really, really powerful. And, um, you know, if, if you're looking for a great life coach to help, you know, navigate uh, through relationships or, you know, going through tragedies and creating them to be triumphs, um, you know, to, you know, get over any blocks that somebody is going through be happy to, to take a discovery call and connect with somebody and see what, see how I can help them. I love that. Thank you for your generous offer of, of connecting with people who may be struggling. Tell us how people can get in touch with you. Oh, absolutely. So um, hopefully it'll be in the link. Um, but you know, all of my social media channels are at Hey Pearl Lewis and that's H E Y. Pearl Lewis, like, Hey, Pearl, Hey, Pearl Lewis. I love it. All of, all of my social medias are there. Um, I have a linktree.com, Pearl Lewis. Those are all of my websites um, and all of my social media links, email address, all those things. I also have a, a website that's simply pearllewiscoaching.com. You can uh, send me a message there or book a call with me as well. Great. And we'd love for you to subscribe to our Get Unstuck radio show pages. You can find us at Get Unstuck Radio on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. You know, Pearl, one thing I always like to ask my guests, and I'm especially excited to ask you this question before we wrap up today, is what's one thing you're grateful for today? Oh, my gosh. I am grateful for the day. I am grateful that I woke up today and that the sun is shining and I have fresh air in my lungs. I, I truly am grateful to be alive. I think I'm, that's so I'm grateful powerful. for my life. Yeah. 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 And, so and like we said, we have so much we can do with our life. We have the choice. And I just want to mirror that sentiment. I'm grateful for this conversation and us being able to um, you know, collaborate on having conversations that matter with people to, you know, help people understand that just because you're not at the place where you're getting the life that you want or desire yet doesn't mean that you never will. And I think that's so important, you know, for people to understand and why is having conversations like this. So thank you for being here and thank you for sharing, you know, your journey and wisdom with us. Cause I think it matters. It's important. Oh, I'm thrilled. It's so important to me truly. And I I know that you have a similar path is to really turn the pain that we've been through in life to purpose and serving others. And so I I'm honored to be on your show today. And I, I truly thank you, Jason. 
Thank you, Pearl. Next week, we have another inspiring guest. I guarantee you will not want to miss the conversation. Until next time, remember, every journey begins with the next step, and you too can be your own champion. Thanks for joining us today on Get Unstuck Radio. Until next time. Thanks for listening to today's show. We hope we've helped you identify how you can overcome the mental block that's been keeping you stuck. Until we talk again... We wish you a great week.